I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Today's episode, we have a lot to get into. We're going to do some play of the week, some Facebook questions, uh, talk about a couple different things. But I think we're going to start with the usual, start with what's on your mind. And Lou, I know you're fired up. You're ready for today's episode. So we'll start with you. What's uh, what's on your mind? <laughs> um, Thank you. Hello. Hope you're well, Ryan. Hello. Hello, Tyler. The one thing I wanted to bring up was the card ladder verified sales tool they're rolling out. I think it's really, really cool. It's an added layer of like human review, which I'm a big fan of because ultimately you can build as many tools as you want. Nothing's going to be a human looking at these sales and saying this is some sketchy activity. So they they first rolled it out with this Mahomes. I think they were saying there's like some sort of shilling happening. The non-shilled sales are ending around 6,000. The shilled sales are ending around 75. They were able to point that out and kind of get the word out to the hobby, right? Like I think ultimately you can't stop people from making bad decisions if they're not paying attention, but all like them getting it out to the world as much as they can, it getting highlighted by slab stocks and others, I think helps a lot. And it's a really good tool. Really cool. So I just wanted to make sure I pointed that out. Yeah, I agree. That's a, you know, like you said, they can't stop everybody from not looking into it but as many people as they can get it in front of is that that's good for the hobby i mean that there's always been speculation in in the past that that kind of stuff has happened that people run up cars they move them they they move on and so yeah there's there's a few cards that are always heavily messed with that being the mahomes being one of them and it's good that we're able to track it a little bit now yeah agreed ty what's on your mind um card winter is over for me Car winter is over. Saturday going to Dallas. Then we got the trade night. Then Ty, you say like you say like the trade night. Like it's just like like you, me, and Lou hanging out like a like a your room. It is. Yeah, I mean, like if nothing else, me, you, and Lou are going to be hanging out. It's going to be great. There might be a fourth yeah, person there, like, like Jay. You know, I'm way more excited than like that. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. But in case it's not great, it's still going to be the trade night with the boys. You know. So maybe I'm, something uh, else special happening. But uh, as well. you're not wrong. Yeah, that actually is going to be a fun day. No, but I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get into my whole travel to Dallas mode. It's Andy K's birthday the night before. I got a 5 a.m. flight Saturday morning. So I'm going to really struggle on into that conference uh, convention center. But then I'm just going to come in hot and attack. But I don't have a table. So my approach has got to be a little bit different. I'm on more of the Ryan Johnson walk around, grind it out. 12-hour day type of session. That'll really tell you a lot about yourself. I'm ready to go. I'm ready like to go. Like 5 a.m. from a busy night before, early flight, right? You're going to come in, maybe a little rested from the plane, but definitely a little, you know. Coffeeed up for sure. Dr- drowsy from the next from the previous day. And with no table and you got to go up to people and make deals, like you're, you're going to learn what kind of dealer you are Saturday. Uh, it sounds like a challenge. Wow, that was like a real hype up yeah, speech. Yeah. yeah right. We're going to find out it. a lot I'm about I'm here time. for it. We got Jay. Jay's going to be on the camera. You know, we're going to be cooking it up. I'm going to be out Jay, there making plays. we need plays. that content. I'm we need there. that content. And then we got a weekend AC coming up. There's something else I'm forgetting. Oh, well, I can't go to the Mint Collective, which I'm upset about. Uh, I actually did want to go to that, partially because I also wanted to go to Vegas. Uh, and then footy is just the sports I'm on fire. World Cup is coming up. Champions League. Vintage soccer's hot. I'm going to be on the lookout. So that's what's on my mind. Yeah, some guy in the YouTube comments like yelled at me last <laughs> week about vintage soccer. You saw that? <laughs> I did. That was good. Somebody, Shout out to the YouTube comment section. <laughs> it's like you YouTube grind, right? It was like, YouTube, YouTube yeah, comment yeah. section. I uh, We posted Kids Trade Night. We had that a couple weeks ago. Posted the vlog from Kids Trade Night on YouTube. And somebody commented on there. Because I wore Mahomes jersey to trade night, and some dudes like Burrow or, or, or Mahomes. Which one is it? Figure it out. Like yeah, guys, listen. guys, it's not that serious. Like you there's even... way bigger problems in the world than somebody's jersey I'm wearing in a video. Like oh my goodness, guys, smile. 
You were wearing Mahomes? Absolutely. I got Lawrence. I got Mahomes. I got Burrow. I got Gronk. Flavor of the week. You put it on. Whatever is the hottest in the world, that's what you put on. That makes sense. Just pick one. Yeah, Yeah, not a Mac Jones jersey to be found. We're getting it. And I'm going to get, I'm going to start buying all these different QBs. I can't buy the Bills. I can't buy the Dolphins. I can't buy the Jets. Whoa, 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 Probably not the Steelers. Probably not the Colts. Other than that, we're buying them. We're starting buying jerseys. (laughs) What about my guy, uh, Drew Allen? Who? Penn State recruit. Brother, we ain't, we ain't worried about no Penn State recruit. Come on, he's going with the Heisman. Watch out. Yeah, brother, you also said that <laughs> Noah right, Kane was going to You right, picked Noah Kane to win the Heisman. Right, I think he transferred. All right. Guess what? Didn't you pick Noah Kane to win the Heisman? How does it feel that Joe Burrow left your school? He graduated from Ohio State just like I did. And we both went to the Super Bowl just like I did. We have a lot in common. What? Joe Burrow and I both went to the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow and I both graduated from Ohio State. That's a no, lot in he common. He willingly left that school, bro. No, he transferred no. after he, he graduated. He said, I don't want to win games with this program. That's You're not what he said. You're delusional. Who, me or Ty? <laughs> not Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the next. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> uh, all right. Well, that was 10 minutes of what's on Ty's mind. Uh, yep. We're 148 days away from the national. Mm. I feel like we got to remind the people. Someone did mention, and Jay, I kind of put this on you, Courtney. It actually may actually be on you. Someone made a comment like, "Countdown really starts at 137 days," and that needs to be a real moment in time for us. Don't let it get 136 days. I'll be super sad. <laughs> super sad. <laughs> You guys should probably put that on. By the way, that was the very honest moment from Tyler. He's going to be really disappointed if there's not 137. Because we're at what, 148 now? Yeah, 11 days. So 11 days, that's next week. That's You know when that is, Ty? What's that? That's New York week. Is that? Yeah, it's next weekend. Is it possible it's March 10th? No, it's two days after. No, I thought it was. It's two days after. Two days after. Yeah. Uh, so like Ty mentioned earlier, we will be in New York next uh, next week. Bleaker trading Thursday, March 10th, 7 to 10 p.m. Tyler mentioned we're going to hang out, wheel and deal, hopefully have some cool stuff to give away working on that. I know Ty and Jay and the rest of the guys are working on uh, some merch and some stuff like that to have there. So it should be a fun time. So if you're in the area, make sure you guys come out again, 7 to 10 at, at Bleaker. Uh, Jay said made in New York pizza is going to be at how in the house of bleaker. Shout out Aton. I love it. But one thing I do want to say, I, I, we joke about like the national countdown. If you, I'm just going to put this out there. If you have not booked a hotel or Airbnb for the national, you are behind. Damn. You are behind. You're 100% you're behind. Lou, did you make a play on that? Come on, bro. You made Come a on. play. Lou made yes, a play. Lou probably booked his in August. Yeah, Lou's I dialed. got enough rooms for the whole squad. Lou's dialed in. Come on. At the Bellagio. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like the rooms are expensive. They're selling out quickly. Uh, a lot of the hotels that are like really, really close are sold out. If you haven't booked it, you, you should. You're going to be staying in Point Pleasant if you're, if you're not paying attention. Yeah, you should, you should really, like, I I know it's like, wow, it's, it's not till July. It's literally going to be here before you know it. And you're going to be staying 40 minutes away uh, or in a spot you don't want to be staying. Look at those. Yeah, there's them. some interesting spots go around quick. AC too. Yeah. It can get really interesting really fast. Don't so fall careful. for the old one, two Airbnb photo, bad lighting. I was in Atlantic City last time and... The day after we left, so it was like that Monday, somebody was shot and killed outside of a hotel in Atlantic City, like not far from where we were. So it's like there's some there's some there's some spots. So you got to be super careful and book the book the good ones now. All right. We're God. <laughs> All right. Are we just going straight to Facebook questions. Yeah, let's get right. Yeah. In. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. So this is from Alexander Le Ribator, I believe. Uh, what are your thoughts on the hyped TCG slash flesh and blood? I don't know what that is. It's a new training card game. Yes. It's been out for a couple of years. I don't know a ton about it. Um, I know that it is very hyped. That is what I know about it, which makes me not interested off the rip. Just going to be honest. It doesn't speak to me in any way. I don't 
doesn't speak to me in any way. Is it interesting? Sure, but there's a million ways that you can, I guess, find arbitrage in different cards. Doesn't interest me. Haven't paid attention. I'm more Pokemon. Pokemon had a big day last week. Pokemon feels quiet right where we want it to be. Time for some first edition scoop ups. Don't know anything about it. Frank Chris Giblin says, coming to Dallas this weekend. I will be there. You get in Thursday? Yeah, Thursday night. Your set your table or no? No, no. So you're just walking around that. Friday? Yeah, Thursday, Thursday night, Friday. Thursday night lobby session, make a play here, there. Yeah, and then some Saturday Maybe morning. Maybe a fight or two in the lobby. Hopefully not. Yeah, everybody be good. And then a couple fries at the spot. Maybe they got a good pizza. They do a good flatbread over there. They do do a good flatbread. They there. do a good flatbread in the lobby. In the lobby. Uh, you don't eat, yeah, right, so you wouldn't know. But they, yeah. they make a good flatbread. I don't. And, We're zoned in. And then Friday is a grind day. Friday night. 12-hour day. Canes? No, we have canes here. Got it. So it's not that cool for you. Okay. <laughs> what are you looking for in Dallas? Uh, value boxes. Making plays. You're just looking to grind value boxes. Grind it out. Yep. I went to a show this weekend. What was the show? For like two hours in New Jersey. How was it? It was in Sea Caucus. It was... I guess I got there. It sounds like I got there like after the rush of people. Because when I got there, there was probably like 40 people. What time did you get there? Like 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock for a card show, brother? Shows run from like what? 8 to 11. The show was from 9 to 5. I was Brother, was shows that. run from like 8 to 5. Or like 8 to 11, maybe yes. 8 to noon. Okay, but you say that. But the show was open from 9 to 5. And I was busy in the morning. So I was doing stuff. I'm trying to like He's got to move, move, bro. I'm just Don't saying, like, back, you're like, oh, wow, there's... You're like, the show pro- wasn't proper, and you're like, you yeah. didn't show up at the proper time. I'm not saying the show wasn't proper. I'm saying it was kind of it was kind of dead when I got there. That's all I'm saying. I heard there's also a Philly show the same weekend as the Dallas show. You going, Luke? Yes. Valley Forge. Is that mm-hmm. far from you? Nah, 50-50. It's like two and change. Have you heard juice about the, Dal- uh, the Valley Forge show? I've been to it before. Good. Yeah, it's a really pop. Yeah, it's a really popular show. People love that show. Mm. It's a big room. Yeah, it's really big popular. Room. They have some cool autograph guests. I know Beckett in the past used to do RCR there. It's a pretty popular show. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so I've, in one of our chats, Ty, someone said something about how like there's too many big shows at one time now, so it's like the crowds get split up. I heard Atlanta was lit. Yeah, I heard too. that as well. Kind I heard of that sad. as well. We missed that one. Yeah, I know. Yep, I heard the good, good things about that show. They had a little hoop twenty two. They did it proper. I was gonna say, Ty, you gotta get in the. Get I in like know, the three I know. I was upset about it. Cruz, yeah, Cruz is set up. Such is life. Cruz is set up. All right, Jay. Next question is from uh, Smallville Sports Cards. It says, "Since the countdown clock is now active for the national, when do each of you start to prepare? Is it right now or here in a couple months?" Love the show, guys. Keep making plays. When you say prepare. Define prepare. Know where I'm setting up. I knew that no, last year. Know who's going, where we're staying. That's that's what I got. What about inventory? Oh, you're always on. I'm in, I'm yeah. in inventory mode. No, not not six months out. I'm trying to beef, beef things up. I opened the show. Card winter's over for me. Omicron's coming back down. We're back in the mix. We are back in the mix. I'm preparing. I'm going to Dallas to come home with more cards, make some plays, hockey, footy, maybe a little golf. Good. Well, the three of us be at a card show together before the national. Yeah, Bleaker trade night, uh, March 10th, 7th p.m. New York (laughs) City. That's a trade night. I said a card show. Mm, Might be kind of trade night card show. Okay. Card trade. All right. Have you guys started preparing at all? I just said, yeah, I have. We just discussed that. Ty, no, you said you're about to start. You said you have it now. You said car winter's over. You actually haven't. <laughs> it starts today with this show. Yeah, run that, run just that back, I want the, che- the, the, the checklist for Panini Prism uh, Premier League. It's the only thing I want. I need some Alanga rookies, and they won't put it out. So, yes, I've started preparing. 
I've not been preparing at all. Samuel Reiser says, thoughts on FIFA banning Russia? Proper thing to do. It's a wild world out there, boys and girls. It's a wild, wild world. Yeah, agreed. Not a whole lot to say about that, other than that is the right thing to do. Yep. All right. Shawhey says, uh, I talked about Jay's plays a couple weeks ago, and well, that wasn't well received. I have a couple of new ideas for you all. Ty's spies, plays that Ty <laughs> think is a move, lose poos, trends or ideas that Lou think is not going to do well, and then rise guys, players that Ryan thinks should get more spotlight or should be avoided. Can, can be, be good, good or, or bad. bad. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's do a run through. So I just got to shit on something? That's yeah. what I have to do? <laughs> yeah. All right. That's give me a second. Seems, so, I mean, I'm not great at that. Otani, yeah. yeah, Michael but, Porter Jr. Yeah. Like, oh, who's the rest of these guys? I just fell off. I was so excited. Who's Michael Porter Jr. Wait back. a second. Pause. Come are you are you back, back on the – you can't be back on the train. You have to be careful. Card winter's over. <laughs> Ty, this doesn't end well. It you might end great, though. Yolkic I saw probably not. Jokic wants one thing. That ring. MPJ's yeah, not going to help him get it. <laughs> yeah, MPJ's not going to do it, brother. He's going to be sitting on the sidelines watching. Not when he's back. Count his Jamal max, count his max money. Like Jamal, when is Jamal Murray coming back? In a couple weeks. Maybe he's, he's back. And then I'll yeah. hear his back again. Is this Louis Poos right now? No. No, it's not Louis No, you do Ty's buys, and then I'll do Louis Poos. All right. Ty's buys. <laughs> Actually, if I'm going here right now, it's plays that I've been saying since the start of this show. They've been it's been card winter for sure, but the boys are back. Felix and Sancho. Let me buy What's both going on with those guys? They're both trending up. Felix what? is getting yeah, into form. Joel, like, kinda he was a record all time record signing, Atletico Madrid. They've got a huge game, two weeks at Manchester, the second leg of the Champions League. He's been, he's been getting back into the mix. Portugal's, Portugal's got the play in for the World Cup. They might have to play Italy, but they do have a squad, and he's, he's still so young and a beast. Sancho, I've been uh, pretty down on that man. He plays for my squad, Manchester United, but he's coming back into form. Just one player of the month in the Premier League. And he's he's a stud. And culturally, he's a different cat, too. Those are Ty's buys. My two cards that are on my desk that I'm currently buying. Lose Poos? Yeah. Uh, this is really hard because I'm actually just like into things right now. I'm not really against a lot of things at the moment. Lose Poos. I mean, this is tough. All right. I think I'll say I think a lot of people are going to be buying... Joe Burrow in the next few months, Ryan Ryan Johnson is one of them. I think everyone needs to just chill out a little bit on the Joe Burrow thing. I know we talked about it a little bit. I'll go back to it. Everyone just needs to calm down. Not saying he, you know, I'm not poo-pooing him necessarily, but in the, in the segment Lou's Poos, I have to find things I don't like. So Lou is currently pooing Joe Burrow. I actually don't disagree with you a whole lot on that. Thank you. But Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow stuff is definitely, I mean, it's dropped tremendously yes. from pre-Super Bowl. It's, it's way, way down. Yes. Yeah. The AFC, we've talked about it before. The AFC is going to be tough to come out of for the next couple of years, especially when Aaron Rodgers ends up in Tennessee or Denver and he's got to, he's got to come out of, you know, that'll add even more to Allen, lose guy, Mahomes, Lamar. There's just, there's a lot of talent there. Josh Allen is the boy of them all. He's a stud. <laughs> Except for Zach Wilson. Yeah, right. Right. Easy, right. right. I won't say a word about Zach because like the Jets are bad, but just something to watch out for. You know who also ties, buys? Star J. Barrett. Yes, dude. I love R.J. Barrett. He's awesome. Star J. He's Barrett. really awesome. Rise guys. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to take this a little different, right? Can you say rise guys? Like Lou is when you all... So, Yeah, sure. This is rise guys. Okay. I made a YouTube video a couple weeks ago 
about value box plays, people that you might not be thinking about to look out for in the value boxes for a couple different reasons. Pre-Super Bowl, this was like Bengals, guys like Logan Wilson, Jesse Bates, guys that didn't have as many cards. And then we talked about there's a drip insert from Prestige and Aaron Rodgers second year tops Chrome. So I'm going to try to do a little bit more of those because I think this is a good segment about like, hey, value boxes are the move. I know we're going to talk a lot about value boxes and play of the week this week. So I'm going to try to do a little bit more of that, try to give people a little inside look at like who to be looking for in value boxes, because I think that's a real, real potential. But in terms of like guys I would like that should get more spotlight in the hobby, Connor McDavid, like the best. Like I watch Connor McDavid. I'm like, this dude's unreal. He's so good. He's likely going to win his third MVP trophy. I get it. If you don't like hockey, it is, it's not your thing. Don't buy it. Like Connor McDavid is like far and away the best hockey player. And it's not even close. He's like, what, 25, 26 years old. He's about to win his third MVP. Like dudes, I mean, star. McDavid would definitely be one of my guys. That's what I got. I've been watching a lot of hockey. I watched Austin Matthews last night. He's awesome. I got to see it. They, they, they came to Columbus uh, the 22nd Nasty. for Reg's birthday. And we went to the game. And they're good. They're like, he's good. They're good. Like, they got a lot of talent on the team. Jackets won in overtime. But they're, uh, they're the Maple Leafs are good. The thing about hockey that it has over other sports is like, this is going to sound really stupid to someone if you like already watch hockey, but like the skating ability, the differences between like the best guys on skates versus like the other guys on skates is so crazy. And the way Austin Matthews just like gets around the ice is unbelievable to me. Yep. Dude's awesome. Yeah, I agree. So what I'm looking up is uh, I, I agree about David Ovechkin. Like Ovechkin is a shot at being the all-time goal scorer. Yeah, I think he'll do it. He's just three or four years away, which is crazy. I don't. I don't think he he gets enough love. The next question is from Matt K, and he says, "When is the ne- Ryan going to create the next or create a Cleveland card show?" Uh, so we're about three, uh, almost three hours, two and a half hours away from Cleveland. Uh, so definitely never ever going to do that. The Columbus uh, card show. Yeah, but Columbus card show. Uh, give me a couple months. Oh, baby. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. If you're throwing a card show, I mean, it's a big deal. Right? Like, would, would you come? Absolutely. Would I, I would come. come. Then I got to create it. I think you're underestimating like, how big of a deal it is that you're saying you're putting on a card show. Maybe. I would put you like I, I would I would like book you one of the like you guys, you know, front table. Oh, thank you so much, Ryan. That's so kind. <laughs> uh, I mean, Never mind, Lou, back corner. What do you mean? I said some, like, passive-aggressive tone there. You're confused. <laughs> Wait, so when's the card show? I haven't... No, guys, these things think... <laughs> like, do you know how much work... So shout out to Prism God. That's who runs Culture Collision in Atlanta. Like... Yeah, legend. Like, there's... we. So we've had conversations. Like, I, I'll be honest. We've had conversations about it. There's so many things that go into it. Like we have a logo for a show. Like there's a lot of things like we've done the work on over the last six to 12 months. It's uh, like, there's so much work that goes into it. Websites and logos and advertising and tables and dealers and badges and autograph signers and sponsors and space and security and insurance and attendees. And like, it, it's... It's a ton of work. So again, shout out to Prism God for putting on one of the best card shows in America after running it twice. I don't have the the time currently with like the travel schedule and 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 stuff like that. I would want to be involved in it. And with, you know, I think I'm in on the road eight of the next 10 weekends. So I don't, uh, I don't currently have the time, but it's one of those things. I would love to run one. I think it would be cool. I think Columbus really needs one. Like I think Columbus would really benefit from a, I mean, they host the Arnold in the convention center. It's bigger than the national. So the national could come to Columbus there, you know, the convention center in the national or at the, in Columbus has like 325,000 continuous square feet. My understanding is this is the national requires 500,000 to host it. So I believe that's why it's not currently being held in Columbus. Um, once Cleveland closed and then reopened. So yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day, one day soon. Uh, what's soon? The calendar year. It would be really hard. An announcement in the next three months for something in the calendar year from the date of the <laughs> no. announcement. Interesting. 
I feel like Tiger Woods cards are not priced as they should be. You think he's too high or too low? Too low. For his real stuff. Tyler, what ended up happening with Phil? You know, I lefty, I couldn't even I've asked the question four times and I haven't dug it in. It sounds enough. like he was just talking about this new league that's popping he out of the cloud or something like that. There's like some Saudi yeah. league or something. So I know about the Saudi league. I just don't know. So apparently from what I saw, he was like talking about how great that one's going to be. And how the PGA tour, like he doesn't have to worry about sponsors anymore, basically, or something like that. I think. In a recently published interview in which the six time major winner described the Saudi regime as scary MFers and brushed aside known human rights violations, including the murder of journalist Jamal. So I guess he went there. I think he just got a little money hungry. Mm, as he does. Because what's happening, Saudi's coming in. They're saying, we're going to do the Saudi Golf League. We're just going to give you so much money and turn it into like an F1, you know, show, Liberty, media type thing. You know, with these prize purses, the amount of money that can come in and boom. And uh, some guys were into it. And I think Phil's been pretty outspoken about the... uh, with things like Top Shot and golf and how they none of the golfers get compensated. The top golfers get compensated as they should. And so I think he was kind of pro-Saudi league and probably like was poked a little bit in terms of, you know, what do you think about them, the Saudi in general? And he probably, I don't know. That's my take. Next question's a, a really good one I want to get into. We've talked about this a little bit before. We had this conversation years ago. I remember having this talk. Uh, but Mason Hyde says, hey, guys, just want to hear your opinion. I've recently got into buying Topps Chrome refractors of all-time greats, all-time great wide receivers and running backs. Guys like Calvin Johnson, Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald seem way too cheap. For example, Jordan Love outsells Calvin Johnson and comparable cards. Do you see the wide receiver and running back possibly having a breakthrough at some point? Thanks, guys. Love the show. So I think they have to be all-time guys and they have to be specific types. Like those three. I wouldn't consider to be guys that I would buy. I would consider Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. That, that is blasphemy. Yeah, blasphemy. I was going to say. I think, Those are top five wide receivers all I time. I don't disagree with you. I'm just talking about in terms of card value. I don't disagree do you, with what you're saying. So would you only buy the, the number one guy? No, I'm talking about personality. Like that is what I think that has more of that, an interest level in cards as opposed. I'm not saying they're better. I don't think sure, that. Sure. Okay. I, I mean, those three guys Fair. aren't as interesting. Yeah, you jumped on my throat Fair. a little bit there. <laughs> I think Larry Fleets is pretty out there. Like, meaning in the mix culturally. Maybe more now. Yeah, I've seen, actually, he was on like some broadcasts stuff like that. Maybe a little bit more now. It's possible. So I got into cards in 06. So Peterson and Calvin Lynch, Joe Thomas, like, that was like, you know, the. The year after, I mean, Joe Thomas is the best Browns player I ever got to watch. Um, I get it. So, like, I I like those guys. Peterson's an all-time guy. He's not a great person, so that kind of, like, deters some of his collectability. I I think the big thing is, is, like, do I see running backs now blowing up and being on the same level as quarterbacks? The guys like Najee Harris and Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Will those guys ever be on the same level as Joe Burrow and Josh Allen? No. It's never going to happen. I think the conversation between Jordan Love and guys like Calvin Johnson, that's that's not a six-month playout. That's a 15-year playout, right? Because I think the thing that, again, we talk about this all the time. I'm not the biggest Tua fan. I'm not the biggest Hurts fan. Like, I don't, I don't, we get so caught up in like prospecting guys. When's the last time you had multiple QBs go into the Hall of Fame? And from the same draft class. I don't know. Oh, four, probably big Ben, Eli rivers. You would assume two of those guys are getting in. Maybe rivers. Yes. Right. So it doesn't happen very often. 2020 has. Oh, nine. You got Stafford and Mark Sanchez. Yeah, exactly. My point, right. doesn't happen very often. We collect like a lot of these guys now are invested in like, they're the next guy, but so often 99% of them aren't going to work out Tua, Herbert, Burrow, love Eason hurts. Those are all in the same class. Those guys aren't all getting to the Hall of Fame. They're all not going to be good. So 15 years from now, there's a good chance all of those guys, maybe one or two of those guys are still, maybe Burrow and Herbert are still good. Maybe it's Tua and Burrow, whatever. Um, But I think that stuff plays out long-term, that like 15 years from now, Jordan loves silver. 
won't outsell Calvin Johnson's. It does now because Jordan Love hasn't done anything. People want to prospect and stuff like that. doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just those are long-term plays. Like Calvin Johnson will be the same now, I believe, as it will in 15 years. Like, I don't think the value is going to fluctuate a whole lot. I definitely don't think it's going to go down a lot. But Jordan Love stuff is going to be real volatile. I think I think the Hall of Famers, the guys like uh, Calvin, Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll, I'll flip stuff like this. You know, I got an OB Toppin rookie. You flip OB Toppin and you put it into more safe things like Calvin and Peterson and those guys and, you know, take some of your money and put it into more sure long-term plays. Agree. Yeah, I mean, the long-term versus short-term. I believe that the wide receivers will have their day. And I think this recent swell in the hobby on vintage low pop stuff is going to keep progressing. And I think that like, if you want to talk about cycles or whatever, each cycle that happens, I think Calvin is more valuable. AP is more valuable. Fitz is more valuable. And Jordan Love is less unless something happens. There's such a premium on short-term potential in the hobby over long-term like goaded. And I think that if you can stay on the long-term goaded side, you'll come out. Yeah. It also comes down to me in my eyes, like one, the production levels were at least half in 07 or 04 compared to where they are now. So there's a lot more cards of these guys. And also which one has more collectors? Which one has more long-term collectors? Jordan Love or Calvin Johnson? A lot of these cards are sold and bought to other dealers, other investors. They're not actual end users, the end collector, right? And guys like Peterson and Calvin and Larry Fitzgerald have end consumers, guys that collect those cards because they enjoyed collecting them and watching them and those things. Jordan Love's never done that. I just don't think, I think the Jordan Love stuff is like a hot potato game. It's, hey, I'm going to buy it, sell it to this guy. And this guy thinks he's going to get more for it. I think it's, a, I think there's completely different games. It's a, it's definitely a hot potato game, but like, it's pretty difficult to make a five-year commitment on a Calvin Johnson refractor in your brain as someone who's buying and selling cards. You know what I mean? Like, that's a pretty big shift in your mindset. So you need to adjust how you're thinking pretty dramatically to make that kind of a play. I just want to put that out there as well. Like, it's definitely not as easy to buy a It's not as easy to buy a Calvin Love, a Calvin Love, a Calvin Johnson refractor and feel good about it as opposed to buying a Jordan Love that you feel good about, but you know you're going to get out of one way or the other probably in the next six months. I think the big thing is diversification. I think if you only have Jordan Loves and Tua's and Hurts, it's a lot. I mean, you'll see more wins and more losses than if you do with guys like Calvin Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald. That's my thing is diversification in this is key. So next one is from Adrian Square Gardens. It says the big three always the big three always vaguely talk about do your research without ever really explaining methods or ways to find solid potential investments. Would love to see them dive a bit deeper on the topic. My favorite podcast ever, by the way. Legend. So I think that in order to do research, you have to start off with a hypothesis. You have to like have some sort of a thought in your brain. Yeah, like an like an inkling of an idea. Right. So Batman's coming out this weekend. Batman the movie's coming out this weekend. The Rotten Tomatoes score was like ridiculously high. Spider-Man, we're coming off pretty much Spider-Man, I think set the records. It's either like number one or number two all-time grossing movie. And superhero movies are hot. Batman's hot. There's a hypothesis. Cool. Let me go to eBay. Batman, I'd start with something like Batman PSA or Batman Tops or Batman Panini in a world where I have no idea what the collectability or cards are, who had the licenses, when, who has it now, when did it start, etc. I'd start to type those things in. I'd go to sales, see what's sold recently, see if there's momentum on certain things or not, and then probably cross it over with like inserts, certain things like You've seen PMG be hot or Jambalaya or these random kind of inserts that they've also used the license um, across. And I just start looking at prices and then come to a hypothesis. Is this a good time? Probably not because it's super hot. But will that then lead you to something else like the Joker or Catwoman? It is like a big character in the movie. It's also Women's History Month. Cool. Maybe there's another hypothesis. Are there far less action 
on Catwoman than Batman, maybe that's an angle to draft off of. Boom. That's how I would. That's that's generally how I approach approach research. Yeah, it's actually interesting because I think Tyler and I think about it in one way, and then I think Ryan thinks about it in another because he's in a completely different biome mode than us. So I would like to hear from him. Yeah, so it, like, in, I think a lot of it comes down to like a lot of what Tyler said. I agree with a lot of like what I've ever done with like the do your research thing is like when I'm looking to buy something. Um, again, it comes with some sort of hypothesis, but oftentimes like I'm looking down the road at like what's coming. We talked about it before multiple times in the show, like the magic Johnson Lakers documentary was coming out. Like, does that have an impact on, on magic cards? F1 season four documentary starting relatively soon. Does that have an impact on F1 cars? There's, you know, April 4th is March madness NCAA tournament. Is there anything, you know, Chad Holmgren going to be, I think that's his name. Is he going to be in the finals, right? He's got a tops now auto. The NFL draft is April 28th. Who's going to be a sleeper quarterback that might have a couple cards in Sage or Pro Power or Leaf All-American. One of those guys that might be a top 5, 10, 15, you know, first round pick that might have some stuff to jump. You know, you're, you're going to look down the road even further, right? Stanley Cup in and NBA playoffs are in June. Like I'm looking for those things, right? Like a lot of trends in cards happen on a weekly basis, right? Like Mahomes prism tens, like if they weren't being inflated, they're, they're rising. All right. So that's going to raise Mahomes stuff and that will draw interest, but that's following, right? That's following the leader. Like if you can get ahead on these things and you can look down the road and say, okay, well, you know, the masters is coming up. Tiger going to play in the masters. Cause if tiger plays in the masters, tiger stuff's going to go up. So there's a, like, if, if you, you, you just have to like, Oftentimes what you can do is like just search upcoming sports events or upcoming major sports events and you'll see some of the big things and, you know, UFC is coming up. Masvidal is going to fight in another UFC event. I think it's in Vegas in a couple months. This Saturday, right? No, I think. Is it this Saturday? I think they're fighting this I thought Saturday. it was way. I thought it was way down the road, but I could be way wrong. Uh, no, it's just oh. Saturday. Is it? Covington, Masvidal, yeah. Big yep. fight. To me, dope. Yep. So there again, if you would have known that that was coming, so there's there's different stuff like that. So in terms of like my research, that's that's typically what I'm looking for. All right. Last question. This is from Brennan Royston. He said, "Which card has Ryan sold the most copies of? Which affordable cards would you all recommend buying multiple copies of to sell for a profit?" Um, which card have I sold the most of? Uh, so some of the come the cards that come to mind are some of the more iconic ones that are easily moved. Uh, the Mark Jackson hoops card with the Mendez brothers on it, the 89 Griffey upper deck star rookie, the Billy Ripken air card from 89 Fleer. Those are probably the three of the cards that come to mind first, um, in terms of like cards sold the most of, um, which card would you buy multiple copies of to sell for a profit, uh, underproduced key rookie cards of all time guys. So one that comes to mind is a base 2001 Upper Deck Tiger Woods rookie, maybe a decent Connor McDavid rookie, maybe some underappreciated LeBron rookies, like stuff like that. Typically, I'm not looking for like base or cheaper stuff. I would rather, rather than buy multiple copies of a card, I would rather buy one better card. I was going to um, say, it's not 2019 anymore. Yeah, I would rather buy one better card and have that to make a profit. I think you'll have more luck than buying multiple things. But if I have to answer the question, that's what I would answer with. Yeah, I think it's uh, not 2020, 2019 anymore. You have to be a little bit smarter with your money. So I would recommend buying one or two of something a lot cheaper or something a little bit more expensive than a bunch of something cheaper. Picked up this Chris Kreider patch auto of 50. Love that. Ty, you want to see something funny? That's a nice auto. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Was it, was it this one? Yeah. I was watching it. So I was searching limited logos the other day and I was watching it. I was like, oh man, cool. Maybe I'll grab this. I'll maybe grab this for Ty. A dead serious. I was like, oh, maybe I'll grab this for Ty. It's a good thing uh, I didn't bid on it because your max bid was way higher and I would have bid, yeah, bid your ass up to win it. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm getting it. Yeah. I think it was a Friday night. Execution. My boy texted me. I was like, "Yep, yeah." That. It's a good thing I didn't bid. It's like it was man. meant to be. All right. So, kind of hinted at it earlier. We talked about play of the week this week. It's going to be a lot of value box plays. You guys know we talk about that a lot on the show. So, I'm looking forward to this. So, let's uh, let's see what we got this week. All right. This is from 
uh, EZG Sports Cards. It says, play of the week submission. I bought this Marvel Iron Man Reality Stones at a 49 for 50 bucks at a local card show. Couldn't find any comps and I thought the card was too cool to pass up and the dealer made me a deal. I was going to keep the card for my PC, but ended up posting on eBay just to see what kind of offers I would get. Within a week, I got an offer for 150 and decided to take it and make a quick, easy $100 to move into more cards that I would rather have. Love the pod. Been listening for about a year now as I got back into the hobby. Shout out to him for listening, first and foremost. Uh, I'm not familiar with the set, but it's kind of a cool looking card. I mean, the Infinity Stones with Tony Stark on it out of 49 and it's a case hit. I mean, 149 doesn't seem too bad on this. 150 bucks doesn't seem too bad on this. Yeah, I would imagine they made a lot of these Avengers cards. Um, but the reality really? sounds... Oh, for sure, bro. Avengers was gigantic. So they definitely made as much a lot of it, I would imagine. Um, but out of 49 is always good. Case hit's always great. I think it's a great play. Yeah, I agree. Quick 100 bucks to... to, to quick 100 bucks on nothing. I like the play. Love it. And we talk about it a lot, but I love the idea of being able to put something up, throw it up real high. Even if you don't want to sell it, just throw it up on eBay. Throw it up high. You're going to get a lot of eyeballs on it. You never know who wants it more than you do. Somebody might willing to pay the price that you think is ridiculous for it. So, you know what I was going to think? I was thinking about that recently. One of the downsides or things to look out for when you post something, when you don't know the price of something, definitely it's worth it to go high. You have to make sure you have your edits, your offer settings. Like just take that off entirely. Otherwise, you're getting like auto declines left and right because you might you might be offering something for 150 bucks, but the card's only worth like 40 bucks in reality, and you're just not getting those offers because it automatically takes it off unless it's half. Now, if you paid 50 dollars for it and you're like, hey, I would rather keep it in my PC than take a loss, then you might set the auto decline at 75 dollars or 85. dollars Yeah, I just mean like, like check out the auto decline, keep an eye on it. Thousand percent. Yeah, like don't list this card for 10,000 dollars because you've never seen one, right. and then set auto decline at like 2500 right. when it's like a 250 dollar card. Exactly. All right, next one. All right, this is from NF Cards 12. It says, here's my submission for play of the week. A few months back, I was at a card show looking at some value boxes. I ended up going over to a table in the corner where a guy had a bunch of cards laid across with no price. I first noticed a Thomas Davis select zebra and asked him how much. He said five bucks. And then I saw a, a Tristan Wirfs playbook auto and a Marcus Mariota out of 99 contenders bull ticket auto. I'm a big Mariota and believe he will get another chance. He said 20 bucks and I counted at 15. He accepted. Mariota was also an Oregon legend, so I figured I couldn't go wrong there. I listed the worst and sold a few days later for eighteen ninety five. The Mariota I just sold this week after getting a bunch of watchers. I took an offer for ninety dollars, so I paid fifteen total and ended up after fees getting ninety five dollars. So in total, about eighty dollars profit. Plus, I still have the Thomas Davis zebra. Love it. This is a great play of the week. I love this play of the week. Like this, yeah. Week. I love the little three-card combo. Me too. Wants 20, takes 15. That five bucks matters when you're talking about 90 bucks. I know. I sure told Jay that that one time when he bought a Mike White at 20. Mm. Could have got it for 15. Mm -hmm. Hate to see it. I love it. I don't know about that. Like, the Zebra, realistically, what are you looking at? Probably 10, 12 bucks. Yeah, 10, 12 bucks, which is great. Yeah, but five into 10, a lot of times adds Mm -hmm. up. Definitely. Thomas Davis is one of those guys that doesn't have a million cards either. So there's probably somebody out there that collects Thomas Davis. It's like, hey, I'd spend 15 bucks on this. Sure. If there's somebody buying Mike White at 20, there's definitely somebody buying Thomas Davis at 15. You're not wrong. Next. All right. So this is from that card guy one on Twitter. It says play of the week submission. I decided to sell this Tom Brady rookie I found in a random box at the National in Chicago with a few other cards. I paid around $25 for this, and since it's not desirable rookie, I decided to take a profit and move on. Whoa. Brady Fleer Tradition Raw sold for $113.50. Do you know what that card is, right? Yeah, it's a 2000 Fleer Tradition Tom Brady dual Thank rookie. You. It's got <laughs> it's got uh, Christensen on it, the tight end. Christ- I think that's his name. Isn't that his name? I have no idea. I think that's who's on it. I'm almost positive. Anytime you find a Brady in a in a, any form value, of random yes. box, yeah. snag, kick a row, probably just scoop that yeah. out. Big fan. Also, like, hey, like I'm not keeping this. I don't want this. I'll take my money. Hundred, hundred bucks yeah. probably after fees or whatever. Ninety five bucks after fees. No, it's take. not Christian. It's it was Dave. I was right there. Stelchelski. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Dave Chelsky? No, Stout Stachelski. S T A C H E L S K I. 
Stachelski. You are Dear boy. my guy. That's a lose poo, is what that is. <laughs> lose poos. <laughs> it's not a rise, no. guy. Or a ties buys. Definitely not a ties buys. All right, what's next, Jay? Well, All right, this is, is from Chris by. Sutton. I think this looks like a Facebook play. Ooh, I like this. He said, my, sim- my submission for play of the week, but technically has been going on for over a month because I've been slowly listing things. I went to my LCS, one of which I've been to many times. The guy pulls out a box and says, I found this in the back while organizing and have been saving it for you. I open it and there are some soccer cards from 2015. A lot of MLS in some Premier League. I asked him how much for everything. He told me 200 bucks and I saw a lot of numbered autos and some uh, Conte rookie autos. So I figured it was worth it. Been slowly listing items on eBay since. I sold a length, uh, Frank Lampard auto for 52 and then out of 75 for 102.50. Sold a James Milner patch auto for 50 and a Conte rookie auto for 250. I still have a Conte, is that Nicola? Is that, yeah, it's Conte. Uh, rookie auto at 99, a 2011 Beckham yeah, patch auto from his time at the Galaxy. How do you, what? Yeah. And many other cards for 10 to $20. I can make my money back and make more in the future, but more importantly, got to PC some really nice cards from the guys I like for free. Has a Beckham auto, two Conte autos, two Lampard autos, and he paid $200 for the whole box, and there's other cards. What a wow! Paid two hundred for the whole box, and he sold one for two fifty. Unreal global game. True. Card flipping, you mean? Global game. Yep. That's pretty good. Good job, Chris. <laughs> Footy cards for life. You got no. You guys know where my vote's at. Top's premier gold was fine. Is there another one? Yeah, there is. All right, this is from Slabs and Kicks ninety six. The next play I made during this F1 offseason. I'm in multiple F1 groups on Facebook, and during the current offseason, January, I saw the 2020 Top Sapphire Pure Gasly out of 99 PSA 8 for 200 bucks. Due to limited supply, low pop counts, poor quality control of the product, increasing, and increasing demand, I thought it was a no-brainer. Now that the 2022 season is getting closer, I decided to post it on eBay, or decided to post it on multiple outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and eBay, and I asked for 400 Just this weekend, I found a buyer. I doubled my money in less than two months. Timing and patience is key. I was going to say, 200 sounds so low for that card. Yeah. For like, Gasly. People love him. Ty, for the unfamiliar. Gasly's probably someone who is in like the middle towards the back end of the pack. Generally, right? Young Young kid. kid, Has a ton of fans. And then he's, what Slab, Slab is saying here is right. Like the... The Aqua's out of 99, PSA 8. PSA 8's like pretty much, I would consider it like one of the better grades you can get for, for F1. So uh, 200 bucks for that's a really good deal. So great buy, great flip. Nice play. Yeah, those cards are hard to grade. Really hard. Slabs and kicks. I'm going with uh, the Mariota. Wow. Yeah, I like the 3-4, the take 5 off. I didn't realize Mariota still sold for that. I think Tristan Wirfs is one of those guys. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is one. Jedrick Wills is one for the Browns. There's a couple of linemen that are like high picks that don't have a ton of cards that actually have a following. Wirfs is one of them. Again, Willis the or Jedrick Wills, the Browns offensive lineman or offensive tackle is another. Quentin Nelson is one. Joe Thomas has always been one. There's some. There is a telling you there are people that collect their stuff, especially the unique stuff. Um, so. I like that. I like the buy a zebra retail SP for five bucks. There's definitely somebody looking for that. And Mariota, again, college legend. Didn't do much in the pros, but guys like that sell. Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel, Marcus Mariota. Their stuff sells. It moves. Mariota's going to have an all-time backup career. Yeah, I mean, Chad Henney did it for a long time. He can come to the Jets. That'll be fine. Now, you already have a good backup, I thought. I thought you liked Mike White. Yeah, but I think you can use Mariota in different ways. For like nine quarters. Sounds about right for the Jets. Can you scroll through again for me? Or did you guys both pick this? No, I picked that. You picked that. No, you picked Woody. Ty's that. picking the soccer deal. I mean, this is yeah, I think elite. the soccer is as well. You get the whole box for 200 bucks. You sell one car for 250 It's an obvious. He did the quick glance and get them moving. Yeah, that's a good job. Chris. I mean, a lot of these are good plays. This is pretty good. I love yeah, the value box. I plays. love value box play of the week. Love it. West Coast offense. West Coast offense. That's what I'm doing. Four yards in. Four yard ends Coming all day in long. Hot. Coming in hot. What you got there? What you got there? What you got there? 
Ty, keep that same energy Saturday morning. I will. I will. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Believe that. All right, Chris Sutton, you are the winner of Play of the Week. Shout out to uh, shout out to everybody who submitted plays this week. Can't thank you guys enough. All right, let's get into latest launch. Series one hockey comes out today, twenty one, twenty two. Series one hockey. So who is that Rangers guy in that? What's his name? Or he's not a Kako? rookie anymore. He was a rookie last year. Last year. I have no idea who's in it. Honestly, I haven't looked. Uh, but that's the only release this week that's relevant. I don't. I mean, next week's got contenders football and uh, origins basketball, but uh, there's not a there's not a lot this week. So series one hockey pre-sound about one twenty five online. So the series one headliners include Trevor Zegras, who plays for the Ducks, Cole Caulfield, um, Spencer Knight, and Tanner Jano Jano Jano. No, it's J E A N N O T. Uh I was gonna say actually when I was at that show on Saturday, I was looking for I was gonna get like a box just to open just for fun. Yep. And I didn't see anything that I was like super like down to buy. The Rangers are good. I saw them play the Capitals on Thursday night. OV classic scores a goal. The Rangers are good. They have a real goalie. Real, they have a real, real shot. Real goalie. They have a real, 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 real goalie. And they got some players. Who's their goalie? Is it, it's not, is, is it Igor? Yeah, Igor. Nasty. Because Lundquist retired, right? Yep. The king. And they replaced him with a stud. And goalies matter in playoff hockey. Yeah. Shesterkin. Keep it in mind. Something to monitor. Yeah. Monster. Yeah, we have the New York team. They have they have a shot though. They got a shot. They got an outside shot. I mean, there's real good teams uh, elsewhere, too, but they'll probably make a deadline move. Hopefully bringing my boy JT Miller back. You know who's really good that, I, that I've been watching? I've seen, I've watched the Leafs like four times in the last two weeks. They're really good. Yeah. Did you watch them lose to the Blue Jackets in overtime? I did not. I saw your tweet, though. Austin Matthews. Yeah, I just scored that game. He's good, man. He's quick. He's, he's, yeah. he's wild with it. Some dude on Twitter was saying he was the best. I, they think he's the best player. In the league? Yeah. We'll see about that. He's really good. Awesome episode. Cool. And trade night, Bleaker, March 10th. Been a pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you. See you again. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.